a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. On the coronavirus front, there have been uh, so many developments and so much new guidance and opinions and attitudes and data presented just over the past 24 hours that, if I'm honest with you, right now as I sit here trying to sort it all out, my big takeaway is this, that it truly is up to you and me. It does fall on our shoulders to respond most wisely to this pandemic and how we go about combating it. Now, you've heard me beat the drum over and over and over about how uh, much in love with personal responsibility I am and freedom, and I am in the camp that's not so quick to jump onto the let's mandate masks bandwagon. But I'm going to set all that aside. That's not the position from uh, which I'm speaking to you today. The reason I say and am reminded and even more strongly believe today that how we combat this coronavirus falls on your shoulders and mine is because there is conflicting data out there now. There's conflicting data out there now. I have for so long believed that the way to uh, best navigate this is to turn to uh, the medical experts and to the leaders. But what happens when the information put out uh, by, say, the state conflicts with the top medical professionals in the state? What if it doesn't agree with information at the national level? What if it doesn't agree with information that comes from, uh, say, the CDC or the World Health Organization? What if plans by school districts don't exactly align uh, with what the, the CDC says is most important? What if there is conflict there? Well, when that's the case, then it absolutely falls on your shoulders and mine to make the decisions that are best for uh, not only you and your family, but also your community, because we do have a responsibility there. Let me get into what I'm talking about. Yesterday, the governor said that he would be mandating the wearing of masks by all uh, staff, faculty, teachers, and students and visitors uh, to all public schools throughout the state. Salt Lake City School District just last night sent around a letter to families within the district. I'll read you a portion portion of that. It says, I wanted to share an update. This is drafted by uh, Interim Superintendent Larry Madden. It reads, I wanted to share an update with you about our plans to restart school in August. In this letter, you will find a very brief overview, and we will share additional details in the coming weeks. Our plan to restart school was drafting, was drafted rather, using the feedback you gave us via our two surveys this spring. We hope uh, you will see many of our suggestions reflected here. Now that's just a preamble there, of course, and we've covered, you know, the nature of those surveys within the Salt Lake City School District. It was all very interesting and, well, now we're seeing what the district intends to do or at least what their plans are right now. 
the interim superintendent writes, first, let me address the issue of how we will conduct school this fall. Salt Lake City is currently in the orange or moderate phase of Utah's COVID-19 recovery plan. If we remain in this phase or move backward to the red high-risk phase, all instruction will be conducted only remotely. Let me read that again. If we remain right now as we are here in Salt Lake City, or at least in the Salt Lake City School District, if we remain in the orange or moderate risk phase of Utah's COVID-19 recovery plan, all instruction will be conducted only remotely. In the yellow, low-risk phase, our schools will be able to operate on a modified schedule where students will spend time each week learning in class and time learning remotely. All right, so that's where things stand right now. My apologies to all those parents outside of the Salt Lake City School District right now, but just know that this attitude could make it into your uh, districts as well and your schools. So let's take lesson. What should we learn? Well, we need to learn... We need to get ourselves out of this orange or moderate risk group. I think we can do so by wearing a mask. And I think that you and I have it within us uh, to, to wear that mask on our own without being told by Governor Herbert up on uh, Utah's Capitol Hill that we must. handful of doctors, though, disagree. And they gathered today and offered a press conference where they shared some strong opinions, some strong views, and some strong data. We'll hear first now from the infectious disease physician uh, at Steward Health, uh, Dr. Eddie uh, Stenium, who said that schools right now are not safe according to the data. What I would hope is that the leaders in our education um, make decisions based on data. If we continue to have a rise in cases like we are having currently and are projected to do for at least the next couple of weeks, um, and that rise takes us into August, I don't think it would be safe. Um, in order for us to even consider going back safely to school, we're going to need to see a control of this pandemic um, here in Utah and declining case counts. And until we see declining case counts and a really good control of this pandemic, I think it's going to be really hard for us to send our children back to school full time in a safe and effective manner. And if those case counts continue to go up, we're going to have to wrestle with what that looks like and whether that's going to be telelearning um, or a modified structure in our school system. I just hope that our leaders would really focus on the data that leads us into August to make those decisions about going back to school. So Dr. Stenium there, uh, actually from Intermountain Healthcare, but now uh, from Steward Health is uh, Dr. Arlen Jarrett, who there is the is Steward Healthcare's chief medical officer, talking about uh, distance learning. In fact, uh, it didn't quite work. And what do we need to do to make sure that these students are in a circumstance where they can actually do some effective learning? Um, so you know, I agree that we, uh, we we need to follow what's happening at the moment. And we sometimes difficult to predict today what our, what our um, response should be a month from now because we don't know what will be happening a month from now. So I agree with Dr. Stenham on that. Um, I, I wish I, I wish I knew, and I wish others knew, is it safe for children to go back to school, and when is it safe? Um, I wish we had the, the hard, firm answer to that. I, I do know that by many reports, distance learning was not a very successful experiment uh, at the end of the last year's school year. Uh, some, some may have had some success, but I know many, many struggled with that. And, it, and unfortunately, it probably hit certain uh, socioeconomic demographics of our society differently than others. 
and and what I what I am concerned about, along with uh, the transmission and spread of disease, I'm concerned about the generation of children who need to be educated. So so clearly we have to we have to weigh a decision about whether the children go back to school or not, very carefully about what it's doing to their their development and their both intellectual and physical and uh, psychosocial development. Um, I, I I would uh, certainly hope and expect that the schools will take, if, if, if we do reconvene students in the classroom, that they'll, they'll be able to have the, the resources and tools at their, uh, at their fingertips to socially distance and to do the things that we're asking people to do right now. Um, I know it's difficult for children to wear masks and stay apart from each other. That will always be a challenge, but we can, we can, we can do our best and make our efforts uh, um, uh, guided, be guided by what we know about how this disease is spread. We know children can get and spread this disease. We also know that in general, they're not as at risk for catching, for uh, dying from the disease as older people are. That doesn't mean they can't bring it home and spread it. So we have to be, we have to go into this very thoughtful and I wish I knew the answer. Also to protect our teachers. That voice there you heard at the end was University of Utah Health Dr. Thomas Miller, Chief Medical Officer. We'll hear more from uh, Dr. Miller later on in the program. I must take a break right now, but before I go, remember, August 1st is when school districts and schools around the state are required to submit their plans for the fall. So we really do have a few weeks to turn this stuff around. And if we were to commit to wearing masks, we could start to see the results of that within two weeks. That is well ahead of the August 1st deadline for schools to submit their plans. Let's do what we can to arm those schools to be able to plan on welcoming schools and students back into the classroom.